classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for time, it was very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic and goth. Florianton will surpass Halpert as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Hello, Metal Maniacs. Welcome back to The Great Metal Debate Podcast, episode 34, January 2016, A New Year in Metal. Feel free to tweet us at Metal Debate on Twitter or email thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. Today I'm joined by my co-host Brian. Brian, how are you, sir? I am doing well, my young friend. Episode 34. Who in the hell would have thought that we would have made three episodes, let alone 34? Man, I'm excited about what we're going to talk about this week. I have some stories to tell you and some things I want to discuss with you, so I'm sure that as we get into this, we're really going to get into it. You're going to love me by the end of this one. Get rid of your 80s metal. I'll be happy with you, man. i tell you what I am ready to do with my 80s metal is just shove it straight up your ass and watch you forcibly headbang. All right, let's get started. Guess what I did? I think it was a couple of weeks ago, dude. Man, I heard that you went to a show in Paducah, Kentucky, a metal show. There is a metal show, a metal venue in Paducah, Kentucky. And it was freaking awesome, man. It was at a place called The Riff. And, dude, I just want to tell you, I was very impressed with this place. It was a large venue, but it was great acoustically. That was the thing about it, man. It sounded so good. Uh, you know, there weren't a whole lot of people at the show, but what I'm talking about is the show with My Disdain, Kane's Bellum, and ending up the night with Cryptic Hymn from Paducah, Kentucky. And uh, this was the second time that I've seen them, and both times, Gompog, they're hands down the best musicians at the show, and their music kicks ass. It has both the qualities that I love, the technicality and the, you know, kind of grab you by the balls and hold on because we're going to go rock. We're going to go head back. And uh, I was very excited to see them, and they did not disappoint. Well, I'm somewhat envious because Cryptic Hem, a band in that same vein, melodic death metal, again, to me, the highest point in the evolution of metal is that melodic death metal genre. It's funny that you mentioned the highest point in the evolution of the genre because I got to see that in many of the patrons that attended the concert. We had patrons from all along the evolutionary scale of humanity. From the, uh, from the one dude that kept getting up on stage and just sort of talking to the musicians during the show. He was awesome, man. He would get up there. He was obviously just batshit hammered drunk. And he would just go up to the singer in the middle of it and talk. And the one thing about the venue that was kind of, well, it, Turned out to be funny, but the, the one thing that was kind of distracting was nobody went up and stopped him. I mean, this dude just wanted to have a conversation, tell him how great they were. He took off his shirt and danced a little bit. And the great thing about it was the heavy metal crowd supported him through the whole thing. 
That's part of the charm of those small venues. There's no security. There's no three-meter barrier to separate you from the band. You're right up there in their grill. And maybe standing behind them, apparently, at this place. You know, it was funny. Later on, I saw him talking to the lead singer of My Disdain, a great heavy metal sort of hardcore band, which we'll talk about in a minute. But but he kept saying, you know, I don't want to start no shit, man. I'm not trying to be a a dick. And uh, the lead singer was like, well, you you did not succeed at that you know, you both started shit and were a dick, and I heard you the first ten times you shouted it, and then you finally got up on stage. And so, uh, you know, eventually the crowd got kind of tired of it, because when you get in the way of the music, that's when you're about to get your ass kicked. But it was funny. You know, and then I also met a couple of dudes who I consider my metal friends now from Paducah, a guy named Gage and a guy named Sam. And uh, to say that they had been enjoying uh, and imbibing uh, the alcoholic refreshments, uh, is a serious understatement. But uh, the topic of discussion turned out to be why in the world would the government allow Sam to uh, have a gun and drive a truck for a living and sell him liquor? Because he seemed quite disturbed by the whole thing. Let alone the fact that he was the whole thing that was disturbing. Sounds like some serious intellectual discussion going on at this show. It, it really was some serious discussion. We we all kept getting lost and going, what were we talking about? Like I said, there was a wide range and variety of fandom at this place. From the technical musicians come to see Cryptic Hymn and uh, to the guys that came to see bands like Kane Bellum. You know, they're sort of a, uh, not a sound alike, but similar to uh, Super Joint Ritual, a little Pantera thrown in there. The singer was definitely uh, very Phil Anselmish. They just rock the place, man. I mean, you got guys just headbanging it out on stage and encourages the crowd to go that way, too. But the highlight of the evening was the Cryptic Hymn set, and I got to talk to Dave Polinsky, and what he had to say was very interesting. This is a band that's only been around for, uh, well, just a little over a year. And when you get to hear that, man, you're going to find out just how dedicated these guys are. It never ceases to amaze me, Gomthog, how intelligent these guys are, how dedicated they are, how hardworking they are and how much they want not to succeed. You'll, you'll almost hear to a band that nobody talks about wanting the money. What they want is they want to play, and they want people to hear them play. Thinking of bands that work and are dedicated, and all they want to do is play music and be heard, we have a great friend of the podcast and a great group of people from a band called Wolf Clan, and I understand they've got something new going. That's right, Brian. We do have some new music to share from Wolf Clan. Wolf Clan is a melodic metal band hailing from New York. This track is from their debut EP, Pagan Preacher, set for an independent release on January 25th. Here is the world premiere of Witch Hunt.
Dude, I love that track, man. I mean, I am really excited about this band, and I cannot wait to hear the EP. I'm excited about this record. Check out Wolf Clan online at their Facebook page, Wolf Clan The Band, or on Twitter, at Wolf Clan Band, where you can find out about upcoming shows, as well as how to get their new album, which will be available on iTunes, Amazon, and SoundCloud. Gotta love the Wolf Clan, man. They're a great new band, and I know that they're going to have a great new album coming out. Uh, be sure and check out Elena and the Boys. Brian, I've been listening to a lot of thrash bands lately, and it got me thinking about thrash and whether... Oh, shit. You thinking about music is never a good thing, dude. And whether thrash has really been an overemphasized subgenre in the metal family, I wonder if We've overdone it with thrash. What, what, okay, what do you mean by overdone it with thrash? What does that even mean before I start freaking out? People talk about the big four of Metallica, and you know what I think about them. Yeah. Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. And I think for some people, that's the norm of metal. They think that's what metal is, when really thrash is just a subgenre. It's It's metal, but it's just one particular type of metal. It's it's not especially metal. Oh my God! Are you? What do you mean? What do you mean by not especially metal? It is essential metal. See, that's what I'm pushing back against. No. Thrash is no more metal than is doom metal, than is symphonic metal, than is any other subgenre of metal. But I think for some people, they think, well, that's what metal is. When they think of metal, their mind goes to bands like. Megadeth or other thrash bands and that thrash sound that does integrate some elements of hardcore they think that's the norm for metal uh, you can't say that it's not one of the most essential elements of the entire genre the big four Metallica yeah they've gone the way they're they're dicks now they're suing everybody but they used to be incredibly good metal but that is what created the genre and made the genre of metal blow up at least in America, was the thrash sound. They are pioneers in the art, and they are essential metal. Whatever they are now, they were and are one of the greatest parts of it. That's exactly the problem I have with thrash, I, that people like, you, people like you think it's essential. Thrash could never have been invented, and metal would still be fine. You don't need that one subgenre. I would just push back and would say... I think thrash is overemphasized, and I think we need to, to step back when we someone like you says that thrash is essential metal. Let me ask you this, then. You take, you take all the genre picks in the world, uh, and I'm not being smart-ass here. I want your general, you know, your good opinion here. What genre, if you have to pick one, do you say is the essential genre for heavy metal? If you had to do it with all the others and say this is what it is, what do you pick? Doom metal is the most basic really, that, subgenre. That surprises me, although I guess you can make an argument for that. They are holding closest to what Black Sabbath was doing. So, I mean, yeah. in that sense, it's, it's the most basic, and I think other things th come back from it. I just, I do worry about people who say, who see thrash as kind of the center of metal, the essential metal sound. I mean, here's the thing, dude. You could talk all that mamby-pamby, intelligent, what's metal, what's not bullshit all you want. But if the music doesn't move you and make you feel metal, then it doesn't matter what you call it. Thrash, death metal, 
you know, symphonic crap, whatever it is. But it is an element that is essential to the sound of metal, and anybody that doesn't think that should just sit on a guitar and play it the way they want. Brian, let's take a break from debating about metal and actually listen to some metal. Oh, yeah, good idea. We have a track from Brooklyn, New York, melodic death metal band Winter Nights off their 2014 album An Endless Apocalypse. Here is Pleasures of War. Pleasures of War is a pleasure for the ears, my friend. Melodic Death Metal, one of your faves. You can listen in to Winter Nights online at their Bandcamp page, Reverb Nation, see videos on YouTube, and be sure to like them on Facebook and follow them on Twitter. 
Winter Nights has a show at Big Bang Nightclub on Queens Boulevard in New York this coming Saturday, January 23rd. And if you're in the New York City area on February 12th, be sure to see them live at Gramercy Theater, where they'll be opening for Flesh God Apocalypse, Carrick Angren, and Abigail Williams. Man, that's some heavy-hitting metal there. You guys in New York, get there. Man, this guy moves in next to our house, and they set up in the garage and start playing music, and the damn grass died in the front yard. Of course, I'm talking about the late, great Lemmy Kleemeister, freaking metal god, who passed away recently uh, to the uh, chagrin of almost every person who appreciates metal in any way, shape, or form. And I got to tell you, dude, we talked about this a little bit. I think we should have paid him a little more homage. You you made it sound like he wasn't that relevant in the metal genre, and I think that's kind of a dick move on your part. When Lemmy died, I was checking out our Twitter feed and also on Facebook and, and just looking at who was talking about it. And there were so many hashtags in association with Lemmy's passing and about Motorhead. Most of those had nothing to do with metal. Most of them didn't reference metal at all. Most of them talked about how he was a rock and roll icon, that Motorhead was rock and roll and Lemmy was rock and roll. To many of them, Lemmy's passing had zero to do with metal. Yeah, but that's bullshit. His music had to do with metal, dude. His attitude was metal. A lot of those posts talked about how he did it his way to the very end. Many of them had him flipping the camera off in a photo, you know, which is so totally cliche metal. And yes, hard rock and roll. I don't think that's something that you do that just super pisses me off. Those two are not mutually exclusive. You could be hard rocking because I say he's a hard rocker doesn't mean that he only fits into that genre. It's totally illogical to assume that he's this or that. He was heavy metal, dude, in his attitude, in his music, in everything about him, and we should have paid more tribute to him. I just tell you that innumerable artists, innumerable celebrities were like, Lemmy passed, and that sucked. And they were obviously fans, and they obviously weren't metal fans, and made zero reference to the passage of a metal icon. Most people really didn't acknowledge that Lemmy had anything to do with metal. And I think they were and I think they were right because oh. Lemmy and Motorhead are rock and roll. Oh to hell with you, man. The people that when when the drummer for Lazarus A D died, a very tragic thing, a young man, they didn't talk about metal, they talked about how tragic he was from the band Lazarus A D. It doesn't matter whether they called him a rocker or not, he contributed to the genre. And Lemmy contributed his entire life to music, to metal, to hard rock, call it whatever the hell you want, man. But he was there, and he helped create a lot of what you listen to today. You owe him a little more than you're giving him, dude. I think he was a great artist. I think he should be celebrated, acknowledged for what he did, but I just don't think it was all that metal. So you're not prepared to say that Lemmy was a metal master, a metal god? I don't think he was a metal oh, god, no. fuck you, man. I can't believe you said that, dude. Oh, you don't appreciate the music you get because you don't recognize where it came from. How can you do that, man? I mean, it's like, ugh. You know what? Go to the dictionary, tear out the definition of metal, roll it up, and shove it up your butt because that's about what your definition is worth. I'm not sure I want to talk anymore about heavy metal with you after that. Get a little bit of a break. 
Gomsog, what do you have coming up on the horizon? I'll be at the Epica Show in Louisville, Kentucky on January 26th, mm-hmm. then up to Columbus, Ohio for Nightwish on February 25th, and back to Louisville for Sonata Arnica on March 25th. We'll definitely have interviews for you with at least a few of the bands on those bills. So, after you go to these great shows and get all these great interviews, then are you going to the metal shows that you had mentioned earlier? Those are metal. More metal than you've ever experienced. I'm sure that there is a fiddle out there somewhere with your name on it and head sweat all over it. That wraps up this episode. Before we sign off, a reminder to check out all our incredible content. The Debate Podcast, Artist Interviews, and Not Safe for Work Fancast at The Great Metal Debate on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And make your own voice heard by joining in the conversation by coming to our Facebook page. Freaking hurdy-gurdy is what started this shit. God bless them. Until our next podcast, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day.